Welcome to Parents Take Five, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, an ordained pastor and educator with years of experience with children, youth, young adults, parents, family ministries, and I am also your host. If you have questions or ideas, you can find the Facebook group for listeners and follow us on Insta by searching for Parents Take Five. That's F-I-V-E. And check out ParentsTakeFive.com for more church and family resources or to find out how to request a virtual meeting, speaking engagement, and workshop. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. Hey y'all, it's Jen. I am so glad to be back with you today. I have um, missed you guys. Um, I'm glad that I was able to do a podcast recently because I um, had missed talking to my awesome listeners Today, I do have a special guest with us, um, April Feet, who is an amazing co-pastor all the way in Nebraska. I don't even know if you can tell me where Nebraska is. Okay, I, I, I'm not really good at geography, so don't laugh at me, but I actually did look up where Nebraska is, April. So, um, But you're at, you're at Scott's Bluff, Nebraska, um, and you are a writer and a parent, um, also, I mean, not just a writer, but you do blog posts, you know, or, and you also have uh, some, an amazing book that I'd like for you to share with us about, because I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I haven't read it. So um, you're going to have to give me the cliff note version so that I run out and, you know, can pick it up and figure out what I need to know. Um, would that be okay? Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Awesome. I'm glad you're with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I I live in the part of Nebraska that is so close to the Wyoming border that I like to tell people we have badlands formations. We live along the old Oregon Trail. And um, so when people think about flat interstate and cornfields, that's not the part of Nebraska that I live in. And out here, I find so much inspiration under the big blue Nebraska skies and the wildlife and the flora, the fauna of our area. And that in part inspired me to write my book, The Sacred Pulse, which ended up becoming a pandemic project for me. That was not the intention when mm-hmm. I started writing this book. But the the book, the subtitle is Holy Rhythms for Overwhelmed Souls. And when I wrote this book, I wrote it from a place of deep overwhelm in my own life. Mm-hmm. I was seeking God's rhythm, God's pulse so that I could feel whole and I could feel that I was thriving um, in the life that God had for me. And so the book looks at 11 different places in life where we can find those rhythms. And then also the church year for people Mm. who are interested in the church year. And each one of those attempts to get at a a key learning or key opportunity listening to God's sacred pulse. So it's not like a list of 11 things that you must do in order to stop being overwhelmed because who has time for that? (laughs) Right. Um, But I have found God's holy rhythm of 
presence and love when I eat with other people. So one of the chapters is about mealtime. I've got one about craft. So if you're doing crafts with your kids or whatever, that is also an opportunity to lean into the sacred pulse. There's so much there, but everyone who has read it has reported back to me that they need to read it a little bit at a time mm-hmm. because they want to read about the rhythm and then they want to live it out. Mm. So it's not something that you pick it up and you read it in a night. Um, it, it can be a companion for a season. I love that because I gotta be honest, um, I'm not sure that I have time to sit down and read uh, an entire book unless I'm, you know, prepping for something. Um, but for my own self-care, that's just not something that I typically have time for. And I don't think a lot of parents have time for that. Um, and caregivers were too busy doing all the other things in life, um, which is kind of unfortunate in some ways because we have to be fed too. Um, and so what a gift to have this, um, as a, a companion. I love that as a companion. So you, you said it, you didn't really seek out to do this. What, what, what called you into, into this? Oh, that's such a good question. I think it was about a year, maybe two before the COVID pandemic began shutting everything down in our lives and in the world that I came home from a busy day at work. I'm a pastor. Um, I came through the door and I said to my husband, I just feel weary. Mm. And I couldn't put my finger on why, because I love the church where I serve. I love my community, my kids. I have two teenagers. They were, they were healthy and happy and thriving. I had hobbies. I had relationships. I couldn't figure out why I felt so exhausted. Mm. And my husband said in this annoyingly insightful way, (laughs) is it possible that you are just a little bit out of rhythm? Wow. And I thought about that. And even though it frustrated me, you know, isn't it so frustrating when other people can see our lives more clearly than we can see our own? Mm. Um, As much as it frustrated me, I knew that he was right. And I realized um, one of the quotes from my book that is my very favorite, and I, I hold it in front of myself all the time, is that even very good activities can become very exhausting activities when we do them to prove to ourselves or others that we are worthy of being loved. Oh, so am I saying yes, because I'm afraid of what happens in the eyes of others if I say no, or am I saying yes, because it's where God's calling me? Eek, I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like it either. I don't like it either. And I'm terrible (laughs) at it. I always tell people, this, this book is not a how-to from someone who's figured it all out. This is a, a book written by someone who's desperately trying to do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I hold that in front of myself all the time. Why are, why am I doing these things? Is it because I need validation? Is it because I'm doubting my self-worth in God's eyes? Or is it because it's where I'm being called? Mm-hmm. And that question may vary from day to day, you know, the way that you answer it. And that's part of listening for the sacred pulse is being willing to listen every day and to cultivate a posture of listening. April, thank you so much for helping us to understand the importance of cultivating a posture of listening. And um, we, I think, are, are challenged by this to ask ourselves, 
um, are we a little bit out of rhythm? Yeah. And why are we doing the things that we're doing? I, I think it's good for us to sit there uh, uncomfortably uh, for a bit. And thank you very much for sharing that insight. I, I um, am excited about part two um, about this because uh, as you know, and as my listeners know, I am not going to push a product. So I love you, but um, I'm not going to go tell people to go out and buy this book. Um, however, I do think that your insight is very helpful. Um, and I am so grateful that you're willing to share that with us. So, all right, listeners. Well, well, you know, part two will be around the corner. So see you then. I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, check out Instagram and the Facebook group to reach me. I hope that you'll take five with us again.